Hello, this is Robert Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is Spider-Man Homecoming. And it is the first Spider-Man movie in the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of course, we've had Spider-Man movies before. You know, we had the three Tobey Maguire ones, which, um, you know, had their, their highs and lows. Um, the second one, most people agree, was the best one of those three. Uh, then we had the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Mans, one and two. Those also had their good points, but I don't think people remember those as fondly as they do the original three. And now we have the third iteration of the character portrayed by Tom Holland, which I personally believe he's the best, uh, Peter Parker that we've gotten, best Spider-Man that we've gotten. They finally, I think, nailed the, the actor for the, for the role, but um we had seen spider-man before this you know tom holland spider-man in uh uh captain america civil war that's where he made his first appearance in the mcu and everyone was super excited i remember when everyone was when they show that scene where he pops in and steals captain america's shield everyone was like freaking out but anyway um so this is his first standalone movie um and it takes place it's it takes place in high school because he's he's still in he's actually fifteen in this uh, this version of Spider Man. He's a little younger than his previous uh, movie versions, um, and it's all about like the title says, homecoming. So you've got the homecoming dance coming up. It's really all about like being a teenager in high school, all the awkwardness and and stuff that goes on with being n- not the coolest guy in school. <laughs> But still, like uh, wanting to ask like the one of the prettiest girls in, in in school out to the dance. All the while, of course, there is uh, his Spider-Man duties, which are heightened by this uh, v- villain who's never been portrayed on film before, at least not in the not that I not that I know of, um, which is Vulture, which is one of Spider-Man's oldest uh, foes in the comic books, and he's played by Michael Keaton in this version, who's always great. But anyway, we'll get more into the details of the movie. But Sam, what did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming? I loved this movie. It's such a fun movie and it's hilarious. Um, I know I give you mess all the time, but I really do think this is the best <laughs> Spider-Man portrayal. Um, it's just a fun, action-packed movie. It's super entertaining and you're dealing with kids here like teenagers so of course it's hilarious because i mean i consider myself old and then to (laughs) to see these like 15 year olds or however old they are um just act the way nowadays teenagers act and it's just really funny you know they're just very like uh quick-witted you know and and with their technologies with their little like the school has like a news type of video thing every morning you know back in my day it was like the announcements and you would hear over the intercom like you would say the pledge of allegiance and then you'd have whatever updates over this intercom and then that was it well now well in this high school they had like it looks like two news anchors it kind of reminds me of um like et the entertainment um channel or that no 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 yeah like the channel e the entertainment channel um, where you have people reporting on quote unquote news, but it's just like, yeah, 
funny stuff or fun stuff. Like that's what these kids are, are kind of doing. They talk about like what's going on in the school and um, with their, you know, different editing. It's just so quick and funny. And um, yeah, I think this, of course, perfectly cast. Michael Keaton's great in everything he does and he's great in this role. Um, Tom Holland, I think, was perfect. Um, of course, uh, what's her, Marissa Tomei yeah. plays Aunt May. And so I, I think it's funny that they're always commenting on how, how hot she is, right? Because the the Aunt Mays that we're used to are like old ladies. Yeah. Um, but she's, you know, super beautiful. So um, that's like a running joke in the movies as well about how pretty she is. Um, his friend, I don't know his name, the guy that plays his friend. like I think Oh, Ned. Yeah. Ned, he does a great job. He's really funny. Um, and then the guy that plays Flash as well, like, oh, yeah. he's, we've seen him in other things. He's in that, sh- that Apple show. Yeah. Um, servant. Yeah. Servant. Um, but he does a great job. Bane. Sorry. Bane's being noisy. <laughs> Jesus. He does a great job. Um, kind of like picking on, on Peter Parker, but he's funny too. Like everyone delivers really good in this movie. I think it's a great storyline. Um, Iron Man and Happy and uh, Pepper Potts come come out a little bit in this movie to keep the the story going. I don't think you need to know exactly everything that's happened before this movie in order to enjoy it. Um, it'll make more sense if you at least watch uh, Captain America: Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's necessary. This movie is just a great, entertaining movie. Um, so I, I recommend it to everybody. Just it's, it's just a fun movie. Um, what else? I think that's it. Yeah, I love this movie too. Um, I remember when I fir- we first saw it, and I was like, "It is. It's just a fun, like, joyous movie. Like, even the music choices. It, the music choices are funny because it really does feel like an '80s like teen movie. Like, there's all these '80s songs, like "Save It for Later" by um, the English Beat. You know, that's like an 80s song. There's even a scene where Spider... Okay, there's a lot of things that I love about this. Like, they... You know, in every Spider-Man movie we've seen, and in every Spider-Man comic, he's always in New York City, right? So that's what makes it easy for him to kind of like swing his way through the city because he's got all these skyscrapers and tall buildings. That's how his webbing works, right? So he's always able to do that well there's this one certain scene where (laughs) sorry the boys are (laughs) talking i guess um where he goes to a party out in the suburbs and he has to like leave so he can see what's going on there's like an explosion and he's running he starts running out to like uh, a golf course it's a golf course yeah so he starts trying to use his webbing to like do his thing and there's not he just shoots it out into like the night air because there's nothing out there so he's like crap so he has to like start running and he's like basically running through all these people's like backyards and it's hilarious because i was like yeah what happened what would happen if spider-man weren't in the city like he can't latch onto anything what's he gonna grab onto so he just shows like what what would actually happen and i thought that was really funny because they never you never see that in any of the other movies or you know he's always conveniently in the city yeah and they make that reference to ferris bueller's day yeah that's where i was going with that because he, because uh, we were talking about, I was talking about the '80s thing, and uh, so he's running through the backyards, and it's like, 
then all of a sudden he runs through one of the backyards and they're watching Ferris Bueller's mm-hmm. uh, day off. And it's the exact same scene where he's running through all the, the backyards and that oh yeah song is playing by <laughs> Yellow. And he's like commenting all the whole time like, oh, great movie. Blah, blah, blah. You know, doing all his, his regular Spider-Man thing, Peter Parker thing, which like I said is another reason why I really liked uh, Tom Holland and the way it was written because in the Spider-Man comics, he's always – He's always talking like he's always this kind of he's like the less serious of the the Marvel heroes, you know, because he's a kid. So he's got that kid sense of humor. So he's always like joking and making comments and stuff. But it's perfect because he's still like nerdy. Like he's I mean, he's not like a total loser, but, you know, he, he hangs out with Ned so they can put together the. The Lego Death Star, like that's their, their, their like Friday night and they're all excited about it, which is funny to me because I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I like putting Legos together still and I'm 40 years old. But um, I think that he was a perfect choice. I love the way that the school is – they don't make a big deal out of it, but it's like such a, a um, I like a diverse school. Mm-hmm. Like you got kids of like every nationality on there, kids of different like – gender uh identities there and it's not it's not ever mentioned it's just something that's there even flash um he's not a white kid you know in in the um the sam raimi version he was played by joe manganello which is funny because i i never realized that was him until i went back and watched it and i was like <laughs> oh it's joe manganello that's weird um and the girl that he likes she's uh she's like mixed right she's like half black oh, half yeah. white so it's and and again it's not anything that's like in your face or like trying to prove any point it's just trying to show like this is the world that we're this is our current you know world that we're in that we you know we have different types of people in this school and it's never it's never brought up as a, a as an issue um and I love that Flash, even though he's like the bully in this movie, he's not – I mean he, he's a bully like in every version, right? But in the first one, he like tries to beat the crap out of Peter Parker. Like he's like a serious bully. Like yeah. In this one, he's just more like a dick. <laughs> he's just like – he calls him Penis Parker, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, he's like the kind of guy that just like punches you in the arm as, you, as he passes by. But it, it's never like a scary situation. He's just like an a-hole. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny too because it's it's more played for laughs than it is for like Peter Parker versus Flash. Just Flash is like a jerk. You know? Yeah, that's it. Um, but they all seem to like hang out in the same group all the time because they're all part of that math, the mathletes or whatever. So the debate club. De- debate something. club. Sorry, I don't know where no, I got mathletes from. What is it? Decathlon. Decathlon. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's it's such a great movie because it it is like a high school movie. Just that happens to be a, a, also a superhero movie, you know. Um, there's also a great like plot twist about two thirds into the movie, and you're like, "What?" I remember when I first saw it, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, that was really cool because you never. I didn't. I don't think anybody saw it coming, but I remember everyone in the theater was like, "Oh!" <laughs> everyone makes that sound like that makes sense, and now this, you know, everything kind of falls into place. Um, but anyway, I won't. I won't give that away. Uh, but yeah, Michael Keaton is great as usual. Um, he plays, like I said, the vulture. And it's what's cool is that he plays that character and you kind of like sympathize with the guy. You're like, you know what? I can see why he – you can tell he's just like a decent guy that 
just had like basically found his way. He got um, screwed over basically by the man. This tends to happen, right? And so you find a way to to capitalize on it and um, makes him a bad guy, I guess. But at the same time, it's like, well, I get it. I get why he does what he does. Yeah. Um, his he has better motivations, I'd say, than the the original comic book character. I think the comic book character is just like he's like an old man. He's portrayed as like this old man who has this like these wings, these mm. vulture wings that he puts on or something. I forget what his motivation is, but it's much more silly than in this movie. Um, I do like the aspect of because basically in this in this version of the character. Um, so, you know, in all the previous Spider-Man movies, you had, you know, it's that thing where Spider-Man or Peter Parker makes his first Spider-Man costume. And it's like basically pajamas, you know, with like these little goggles. And then he upgrades them and he makes this badass suit um, with the webbing and everything. But in this one, I think it's a little more realistic in that he the, he makes that same like kind of generic suit. And then Tony Stark upgrades him. He's like, uh-huh. here, this suit's way better. And it it makes more sense because it's like, yeah, well, that would make sense that Tony Stark has the money and the means to create uh-huh. this badass suit for you um, instead of him just aw- awesomely sewing this this suit himself, you yeah. know? So I was like, that actually works. Um, but what's funny is that he, he, in pure Tony Stark fashion, he puts all these, like, uh, robotics <laughs> Upgrade. upgrades in there, like, basically, like, his Iron Man suit. So he's got, like, the person in his ear speaking, which in a little bit of nerd... Uh, trivia the 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 voice in spider-man's suit is voiced by um jennifer connelly who is you know a well-known actress but she's also the wife of uh paul bettany who is the who's the voice of jarvis and who's you know of course the voice of um iron man's the guy in iron man's suit and of course now he's vision but anyway i thought that was pretty funny that they they did that um and you get a lot of comedy on that because um he doesn't know how this suit works and he gets ned to like override the what did he call him the training the wheel training protocols wheel protocol. <laughs> which of course is pure tony stark right being a dick um so he overrides it and which was a big mistake because he doesn't know how to use everything in that suit so everything's going haywire it kind of reminds me of like those mission impossible movies where all their all their tech starts failing like and they don't know what they're doing with it. Like that's what it reminded me of. Because he's trying to do, he's trying to do this cool stuff, and he doesn't know what. What is this? What does this do? And he uses that. Like what does she say? Going to uh, combat mode or something, and so instant kill. <laughs> instant kill. His eyes like turn red, and he's like, no, 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 turn that off. But anyway, it's a really fun movie. You get some cool. Um, I like, like you said, the the they do like the the morning news, but it's still like awkward like you could see their eyes like kind of shifting like like kids normally you know like real like it would be in real life you know kids aren't like natural at that stuff especially at that age you're still awkward and you don't know what like they would say things that that sound fake you know kind of fakey thanks spider-man like (laughs) it's just really cheesy so it's a really funny movie really fun I like the soundtrack. They play Ramones a couple times, which is perfect because I'm pretty sure the Ramones were from Queens also. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense because uh, Spider-Man or Peter Parker's from Queens. Um, and you can't go wrong with the Ramones. Come on. Um, so it's a great movie. It's a great entry in the MCU. But I think like you said, I don't think you really have to have seen – it helps if you've seen Civil War like you said because 
um, it connects directly. It's almost like it happens like right after that. Um, but if you haven't seen it, you still get a quick little preview <laughs> kind of like from, from Spider-Man's version, like, uh, his, um, what do you call perspective. it? From his perspective of what, what went on in civil war, at least as when he came into the story. <laughs> so it's pretty funny cause you get this kind of quick, um, wrap up of that, of the events of that movie. Um, I feel like I'm missing something, but no. Oh, well, it's cool because Donald Glover comes out briefly, oh, yeah. which is interesting if you follow, like, all the comic book movie news, which I'm sure you don't, but <laughs> <laughs> he was originally in, I don't know if he was in talks or if people were recommending or saying that he would make a good Miles Morales, which is another version of Spider-Man who... Uh, they they did make a movie about that that animated film which was um, Into the Spider Verse, which many consider the best Spider Man movie. Yeah, and I remember people thought or there was rumors that he was gonna play Spider Man in this MCU, and people were upset because they were like, "There's no black Spider Man uh, yeah, or whatever." That old so argument. There was a rumor that he was gonna play Spider Man uh, before they announced Tom Holland or whatever, and so I I remember people being really upset about it. Um, but I don't know, like, how that rumor started or if it was true or what. But it's just funny that, you know, he was a part of the Spider-Man yeah. movies. He was in this movie um, as someone else. And it kind of connects to that animated Spider-Man that you yeah. were talking about. And it's just, it's it, it was really cool to see him in this movie because I love him. I, I yeah. just think he's great. Um, but, yeah, I just remember people being really upset about it. It's like, oh, my God. And the same thing with... MJ, right? People were upset yeah, that, that she wasn't a white girl with so, red hair. Um, we, we forgot to mention MJ. Well, okay. So it's a little different in this movie. She's not like – she's not Mary Jane Watson. Uh, and we're talking about Zendaya here. Um, who – she does good in this movie, but I liked her – we'll talk about her later. But she does even better, I think, in this the next Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. She gets more of a developed character. In this one, she's just kind of like the the oddball that's like always making snide comments to them and stuff. Um, she does great, but she's very got a very limited role in this movie. But yeah, she's revealed – I guess we can give it away now. She's revealed to be MJ – and I guess, like you said, a lot of people are like, that's not Mary Jane Watson. You know, Mary Jane is, was, again, the whole race thing. She was played by Kirsten Dunst, of course, in the original trilogy. But she's playing like a different character. It kind of reminds me of, um, what was it, the Dark Knight trilogy? Where Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, I don't even remember his real name. But at the end of the movie, he's like, oh, the lady's like, you should use your your middle name or your first name whatever it is and it's like robin mm-hmm. and so everyone's like oh god so that's supposed to be robin like but his name's not even robin his name's like you know he's he's gone different iterations dick grayson and there's different robins but his, ne- his the guy's name has never actually been robin but it kind of reminded me of that where they just it's not really the same character but like they're kind of using that as a placeholder so yeah she's mj but she's not mary jane watson so yeah it's michelle michelle that's right her name's something else uh but even that pisses people off but you know whatever who cares about those people um there's also a cool thing that we picked up on this time the principal oh yeah his his name is principal maria and i was like that guy looks familiar 
he looks like the guy from Captain America, the first Captain America. So you noticed him yeah. because you said he looked familiar. I wasn't even looking at him. In the scene where they show Peter Parker talking to the principal, I noticed the like World War II medals. He had kind of like a... He had like a picture and a, some medals. What do you call it? it? Uh, not... What is that thing called? Or you have like a table and you have like a... You know, candles and pictures. Yeah, like a like a. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> Not a memorial, a uh, uh, an altar. Yeah, like it kind of like an altar, right? Because he had, um, you know, the black and white picture of like a soldier of a World War Two vet, and then all his medals and stuff. And so I figured maybe that was his grandpa. But at you know, as we were watching this, probably was like our sixth time watching. Yeah, this movie. we watched it a lot. This is the first time I've noticed it, and yeah. it takes up half the screen. Yeah. And so as I was noticing that, I was like, okay, wait. That person in those pictures has to be somebody that we know about. Because yeah, because why would they put that detail why, in there? Why would yeah. they put that detail in there and make it take up half the screen? Yeah. Like, they're trying to tell us something, right? So I noticed that, and then when you were like, that guy looks familiar, is he like... Uh, you said you're like is he the one from um captain america captain america and he was you're we're trying to figure it out right and i was you were like wait but wasn't he from like california and i was like yeah you know in the first captain america movie the guy says he's from fresno california or something and here we're talking about queens right but still i mean it doesn't mean that guy has to like stay in california so you looked it up yeah so i looked it up and the actor's name is kenneth Choi. And he does. It's actually the same guy. He played um, Marita. That's the guy's name in the uh, original Captain America. He's one of the the POWs that gets rescued by Captain America, and they become the Howling Commandos. Like he, they become basically Captain America's like army. Um, and yeah, he's uh, he's he played. He's basically the grandfather of this character, Principal Marita. So he's playing both characters, which I thought was pretty funny. But it's funny that. Both of us noticed this yeah. on the sixth viewing. We didn't get that in any other time. And he, he, I mean, he's not like a huge role in the movie, but he comes out in a couple of scenes. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's so cool. Just these little touches. Another thing, again, to go nerdy, is Martin Starr, who uh, is also in this movie as one of the teachers. He's like the decathlon um, head or whatever. He, you know, may know Martin Starr. He's been in a lot of like the judd apatow movies he was also in freaks and geeks um silicon valley silicon valley there you go he was uh what was his name in that he was like the satanist in that show but he was hot he was hilarious in that show (laughs) anyway he was uh he was also he had a a small part in the incredible hulk the movie that everyone forgot about with edward norton he's uh he's working in the computer lab when edward norton comes by and he's like pretending to be a pizza guy so he can get in and use their computers and Martin Starr just kind of gives him a thumbs up, like for giving him pizza. And I forgot what he says to him, but it's a very brief scene. But now it has been, I don't know if it's retconned, I guess, because Kevin Feige, I don't know if you say his name, but one of the Marvel guys has confirmed that it's the same character. So basically the guy we saw in um, Incredible Hulk, he was still in college. And now in Spider-Man, he is now a teacher at this school. So it's like all these little nerdy things that, Again, if you're watching all these movies, it it's like a rewarding little like n- like a wink and nod to the people that have been keeping up with all this stuff. That's so pretty cool. <laughs> and to go back to Captain America, 
Uh, Chris Evans makes makes some hilarious appearances here. He's he he does. I guess <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess somewhere along the line he had he made some of these like PSAs for schools. You know, like hey kids, like don't do drugs. Just you know those kind of things. <laughs> So every time they put on one of these videos, it's Captain America. It's like, so you got detention. Let's think about what you did. I don't know. It's just so funny because it's like those cheesy things you had to watch in school where you're like, ugh, another one of these videos where somebody's some authority figure is telling us like what to do, what not to do. It's just funny. Of course, that Captain America would be doing the videos. And um, Hannibal Burris is funny. as oh, yeah. One of the I think he's like a coach slash teacher. It's just funny because all the. All the little things that the teachers say and do, it's, like, so realistic to, like, what real <laughs> teachers do. Um, but, yeah, it's just a great movie altogether, like I said. Um, I highly recommend it as as a standalone movie if you just want to – because if you just want to watch the Spider-Man movies, um, you can. Because, like, like I said, Spider-Man was always one of my – well, he was my favorite growing up. Um and I, again, I think they chose the perfect guy with Tom Holland because I was watching some of the behind the scenes and I forgot that he's he's like Tom Holland, the actor. He's like trained in dancing and stuff. So he's like really athletic. Um, he uh, he does like, I don't know, I'd a say maybe like 75 percent of his own stunts. Yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the times you see him like jumping or like land, you know, crawling and flipping and all that stuff. That's actually him doing the wire work. So it's actually pretty pretty impressive that he was able to do that and it makes it more more not realistic but just like when you're watching a movie especially when you watch as many movies as we do you tend to see like okay stunt person stunt person definitely a stunt person right there or cgi cgi right you can see where it's like okay they're not showing the face so that's definitely a stunt person right there in this one like you can tell like a lot of the times it's him even when he's in the suit like you can tell it's his his body language like you can tell it's the same the same actor you know it's just funny it's really cool to see that he like embodied that role mm-hmm. but i guess that wraps it up for spider-man homecoming definitely a a um, a high recommend on our list yes um anything else you wanted to say about that follow us on instagram mm. at third row from the front and let us know what movies you want us to watch and review yeah thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you next time on third row from the front bye, bye.